0: welcome to the book corner in this podcast we'll be looking at
1: everything about reading and literature exploring loads of different authors genres cultures and possibly even languages
0: everyone and welcome back to the Book Corner. We hope you enjoyed last episode where we explored Justin's perspective of the book and on Oggy and he's Via's boyfriend. Um, it's hosted by me, Mel. And me, Will. In this episode, we're going to meet a completely new character. Well, not
1: completely new, but all we've heard about this character is not very good things. So we're going to be looking at Miranda's perspective of the story. This is going to be quite interesting because Miranda basically dis um via in her first year of high school and just left her all alone so it's going to be quite interesting to see her perspective what she thinks of everything that's going on and why she did it we're also going to be looking at augie's third section of the book where he goes away on a little retreat with his school um and taking a step out of his comfort zone so let's get straight in so we are starting on page 235 which is part seven miranda um and the first chapter is camp lies sorry (laughs) um the first line is my parents got divorced some before ninth grade i think this gives us an instant thought that okay miranda's life probably isn't very easy she probably doesn't have it um very easy basically um and then further down it goes my mother is the kind of person who has a happy face for the rest of the world but not a lot left over me this probably makes us think that miranda's had to fend for herself quite a lot um she hasn't had that parental support that that loving family and yeah just basically loving family um and then and then we learned that she went on summer camp in the summer and she met some girls and she was probably having a horrible summer, to be honest. Um, you know, her, she's got a torn family and I suspect Vea was away. So, and she just got, well, actually no, Via wasn't away. She was away, which means she couldn't see Via and her friends. So she was probably just really annoyed. And she said she didn't want to go to summer camp. And then she blurted out that she had a little brother who was deformed. Um, I've absolutely no idea why I said this. It just seemed like an interesting thing to say. And then, all of a sudden, she becomes the super popular girl. And I think this is the start of this new Miranda that we've heard about so much. And I think we now have a little perspective of why she's done it. Um, I think she's just sick and tired of life and wants to try and find something new. But she doesn't have the intention of letting view you know go um she even says when i come home from camp i called ella right away to make plans for her i don't know why i didn't call via she's probably just worried yeah she says she would have asked about my parents about camp because via is that p- protective sort of person who's going to look out for her friends but she she doesn't want that she she just wants everyone to forget everything that's happened um and just you know this, this new miranda and she don't she doesn't think via is going to accept that and respect that So this is, I think, straight away in this first chapter, we see that something is wrong. And it gives us that first insight into why she has changed Uh, school.
0: So, yeah, that was really well said. (laughs) And yeah, that's basically the introduction to Miranda. Yeah. Um, In this chapter, school, I underlined a few things I found quite contradicting to what Via uh like thought of Miranda when she came back from the summer um so she said she hardly saw Vera at school this year and when she did it was awkward it felt like she was judging me I knew she didn't like my new look um and then it says we never actually argued we just drifted away Ella and I bad-mouthed her to each other. She was such a prude. She sewed this, she so that. We knew we were being mean, but it was easier to ice her out if we pretended she had done something to us. The truth is she hadn't changed at all. We had. And I think this is basically saying she's done nothing wrong. She's a good person. Like, Via, by the way. Via is yeah. a good person. Via's done nothing to them. They just decided that they didn't want to be friends with her anymore. And if I'm being quite honest, I think that's really horrible.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: particularly when people just badmouth them. Um, for no reason. When people, yeah, for no reason, when they don't have a reason to. And also, is that not being honest with Via? Because if they just said to Via, do you know what, we just, we don't feel as so, though, like, I don't know, if they just told Via that they didn't feel like they wanted to be friends anymore. And I feel like that would have been better for Via because she would have been able to move on and make new friends quicker and accept the fact that her and Miranda weren't friends. But um, they, they basically are just being horrible to Via for no reason, all because they changed and they didn't like Via because Via was still the same person. Yeah. Um, and they only said hello... And they really didn't speak to each other that much. And then they start, they see uh, Justin and then they start getting jealous, I think. Because uh, Miranda said to Ella, so Via has a boyfriend, I said to Ella, kind of mocking. I don't know why it surprised me she had a boyfriend. Out of the three of us, she wanted to be totally the prettiest, blue, blue eyes and long, dark, wavy hair. But she never just acted like that she was at all interest in, interested in boys she acted like she was way too smart for that stuff um and then she's talking about how she had a boyfriend um and yeah i just think herself she's yeah she's very comparing and she sounds quite jealous um
1: it's that thing where you sort of bully yourself and bully yourself by taking it out on others
0: yeah so she hates herself basically or doesn't hate herself she just doesn't like herself and she's just jealous she doesn't like her life. Yeah, she just doesn't like her life but she's loves Via's life because she she in her opinion Via has everything. Via has that family that everybody likes and everybody wants to be there for, you know. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, very, so,
0: well,
1: yeah. very well. I don't know.
0: Yeah, she's just kind of it kind of gives you a perspective of her character. Yeah. Kind of
1: a different perspective of it, I guess. Um, yeah. What I miss most. Um. You've pretty much summed up this next chapter. In this chapter, she's basically saying, I miss Via. I I miss her family. I miss I miss Augie. You know, her Via's family is the family that she never had. I knew they loved their kids more than anything. I always felt safe around them, safer than anywhere else in the world. How pathetic that I felt safer in someone else's house than in my own right? Um. And of course I loved Augie. This is basically just saying that this is the family that she never had. Um, and that's what the whole chapter is about. And she misses that family. She misses Via, who's basically like a sister to her. She misses Augie, her sort of younger brother, and then the mum and their mum and dad, which is sort of her second mum and dad, but actually treat her like a child. She just misses it. She she's probably having a really first um a really hard first year of high school. Um and now she's I think in this this part, she's realizing that she's made it hard for herself by what she's done. Um and then she decides to call Augie. Um and then she says at the end of the call, feel free to call me any to call me whenever you want, okay, Augie? You know you know I love you always. I love you too, Miranda. Say hi to Via for me. Tell her I miss her. And at this point we're thinking okay, so she does miss Via. She is not totally, she doesn't, it's that, I think it's another example of that, bully yourself. She's bullying herself and taking it out in others. And now she's come to that point where she's like, oh God, my life was messed up and I had that one thing, which was Via and the Pullman family. And now that's gone. And I miss it so much and I just want it back. Um, yeah, that's-, that's the chapter for me extraordinary but no one there to see yeah hello
0: hello you there yeah <laughs> you cut
1: out <laughs> sorry. oh sorry <laughs> a little glitch guys anyway extraordinary but no one there to see
0: Oh, <laughs> sorry. I thought you were saying a sentence. Oh, no. That, yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. Let's get back into We had okay.
1: cut up.
0: Anyway. All right. So in this chapter, I underlined a few things that I found quite interesting, actually, because we've heard one side of Miranda, and now I think we're seeing a completely different side. Um so in the beginning she's talking about how nobody remotely close to her can come and see her in the play and that her boyfriend couldn't come her friends couldn't come and even ella didn't come given a chance she chose the crowd um and then she's talking about how she felt the part she understood the words she spoke she could read the lines as if they were coming from her brain and not and her heart um, and she said, on opening night, I knew I was going to be more than good. I was going to be great. I was going to be extraordinary. But there would be no one there to see me. Um, and then she saw, this is the moment of realisation, I think, where she remembers who she truly is. And she saw Oggy and Isabella Ney, which are the parents. Um, and that Oggy had grown. Um, and she just kind of, I think she missed Seeing them. Yeah.
1: That's what I thought, yeah.
0: And she ran up to the teacher and she said, I'm sorry, but I can't go on tonight. And she got in a bit of trouble. Um, And then she ran up to Via into the dressing room and basically handed Via a costume and told Via, you need to go on stage. Like, go, 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 basically. And you can tell um, that she's faking it. Yeah, she's faking it. Um, And they have this little conversation and Via says, I'm not even sure I remember my lines, looking at herself in the mirror, your lines. and She said, you'll do great. She looked at me in the mirror. Why are you doing this, Miranda? And at the end, the last line was, I wasn't sure what the answer was. Because I think she just doesn't want to admit the fact that she is missing via she misses their family and she just misses that security and that safety that she had with them yeah so that's why she did it i'm guessing
1: yeah um yeah uh the performance so this is a very short chapter and she's basically spending the whole chapter praising via for how amazing she is um you know she watched from the wings and i didn't really understand uh, sorry underline much uh, of course I it. But um yeah, it's just her praising Via. And then right at the end, when the you know, it's the end and they're all like hugging and saying, Oh my gosh, she's so great. Um, she noticed Augie kind of lost. She cut through the crowd as fast as she could and came up behind him. Hey, I said, Major Tom. And I think she goes to Augie because she knows she can't talk to Via, she's been so horrible to her. But then she sees Augie and she can talk to him obviously she's talked to him briefly on the telephone but now she can have a proper conversation with Augie and possibly try and get back on good terms with Via through Augie and then that leads on to the next chapter after the show
0: after the show this was kind of heart heartwarming <laughs> heartwarming <laughs> this chapter it was really good um it's one of like I think this is one of my favorite chapters um So uh, this is after the show, obviously, title of the chapter. And she sees August and she can't believe how big he's gotten um, and the parents and everything. And they just have a little chat. But this last bit, I loved it. By now, Via and Justin had come over with Justin's mum. Via put her arm around me. You're definitely coming, she said with her old smile (laughs) at me. Um, And I have to admit, for the first time in a very, very long time, I felt absolutely happy. And it's just—it's kind of that they've reunited. It's that reunited moment where they're all together again, and I just think it's so nice. Well, that's literally yeah. It. <laughs> and there's
1: no like conversation going. Look, I'm so sorry. It's just like, leave it. You're coming yeah, with us Yeah, it's just
0: like forgetting, forgiving, and forgetting. You're forgiving,
1: Yeah. Um, and that is the end of Miranda's part. So it's very short, but we learn a lot throughout her part and. Why she is who she is? What happened? You know everything. Then we go on to part eight, which is August's part. So I think this is his third part on the book, in the book, and each part is quite different. He he changes the first part. He's like, I'm not ordinary. The second part, he's like, Yeah, okay. And this part, he's about to go on a school retreat. So, and the first chapter is called the fifth grade nature retreat. Um, so he says. He says, the teachers have been prepping us about this all year long. So all the kids in the grade are excited about it, except for me. And he then it's not it's um it's not nervous because of the bullies and Julian and whatnot. It's he goes on he says it's nervous because he's never slept away from home before. And he then has a um what's it called? A flashback to when he stayed over at Christopher's house, which was his ex-friend now. Um, <laughs> he was his only friend at the beginning of the book, but is now considered his ex-friend. Um, and then he basically talks about the sleepover that he had, and it was pretty much a disaster, which is why he's nervous. So, when he says, I'm nervous about it, we probably think, oh, it's probably because he's nervous about sleeping away from home, something happens, you know, he's with Julian and whatnot, um, but it's actually about an experience of his ex-best friend um and then he finishes on the other hand i'm really excited so just a sort of classic 10 year old kid um and it's another step to being ordinary i think uh known for is the next chapter
0: known for this is quite a short chapter yeah but it's got quite a lot of like info about middle school kind of yeah um so he basically asked his mum to buy a new rolling duffel bag because his old one had Star Wars on it. Mm. And it's basically, his point was that in middle school, you kind of get known for what you're into. You have to be this careful. Sad. Yeah, it does. And you have to be careful about stuff like that because people will never forget. It's that point in your life where people will remember that for like, what well, what he thinks people will remember him by, you know yeah um so he was trying to ease out of the whole star wars thing i mean it'll always be special to me like it is with the doctor who put <laughs> like it is with the doctor who put in my hearing aids <laughs> and uh it's not the thing he wanted to be known for a middle school school that's not exactly true uh i do know what i'm really known for but there's nothing i can do about that a star wars <laughs> duffel bag i can do something about and he's talking about his face here because he'll always yeah. be known for his face and he kind of wants to put that aside and just be a normal kid and pretend that it's a Star Wars duffel bag that he's going to be remembered for, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. It's quite sad that yeah. he knows he's going to be remembered for his up. face. But, yeah, he is growing up.
1: <laughs> um, Packing. So, this basically just talks about him and his mum and their packing. And you can tell he's sort of having a pre-night panic um, about going and his mum's just trying to comfort him um, I wish they allowed cell phones I said I know me too though I know you're going to have a great time Augie you sure you want me to pack Babu yeah but put him way down where no one can see him he takes <laughs> him back to Isle of Wight, year 6
0: <laughs> like, yeah it he does was, Yeah, every,
1: everyone was like okay I'm going to take a little toy but just, just hide him at the bottom and then you realise that everyone else takes toys as well <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's just you know don't want anyone to know it's a classic classic thing um and then he's like she stuck her boot deep inside the bag and the stuff that lasted my t-shirts on top of him so many clothes for just two days three days and two nights i corrected her um, <laughs> yeah we take suitcases like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean we only went for, we, we we went for a week um yeah but we took massive, like kids had two massive
0: days. suitcases
1: yeah <laughs> um and then later on, he goes... So his mum asks him, hey, what happened to your Empire Strikes Back poster? Oh, I took that down ages ago. Um, and that's... You know, we, have, we know he had a Star Wars obsession before, and he, he talked a lot about Star Wars, you know, Boba Fett. Um, and then Jack Wilgood goes like, oh, you have a serious Star Wars obsession, Okie. And now he's taken it all down. And it's, it's quite sad. Although he's grown in confidence, he's also, you know, growing up and losing his obsession for Star Wars... It's just quite sad. Um, and then I love this bit at the or bottom of page 254. I can't believe how much you've grown up this year, Augie. Do I look taller? Definitely. I'm still the shortest one in my grade. I'm not really even talking about your height. And I think it's nice to have your mum recognise that you, you've you changed, you've grown. Um, and I think it's actually someone addressing the book, because we know he's grown in confidence in in you know yeah basically in confidence and self-belief and we now have someone in the book addressing it um that's just nice uh yeah and then yeah that's
0: it uh leads on to chapter daybreak chapter daybreak okay so in this chapter it's kind of like a memory that's sad but good if that makes any sense. So yeah, I get what you mean. he sees Daisy, his dog, who sadly passed away. Um, and for a, so he said, but for a second, a shadow that looked just like her. I didn't think it was a dream then, but now looking back, it must have been. It didn't make me sad to see her at all. It filled me up with nice feelings inside. She was gone after a second and I couldn't see her again in the darkness. Um... But further down, oh, and then in the middle of that, I highlighted the sentence, and now the world was really awake um, because of all the noises and it started to get lighter. But in relation to the ghost, like, memory kind of shadow thing, he said, Daisy's ghost made me feel super strong inside, knowing wherever I am, she'll be there with me. And then he got up from his desk and wrote a little note to his mum. And he said, I took Babu back to my room and I laid him in the bed and ta- taped the little note to mum on his chest. Then I covered him with my blanket so mum would find him later. The note read, dear mum, I won't need Babu, but if you miss me, you can cuddle with him yourself. Exo." Okay. And it's so sweet. I just find that so sweet and sad, like a happy, sad chapter, you know?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So that goes then, on to day one. Day one
1: um i love this bit i noticed right away that julian wasn't on our bus and then he finds out that julian ditched the grade trip because he thought the whole nature of thing was quote unquote dorky i got totally pumped because dealing with julian for 3 days in a row was a major reason that i was nervous about this whole trip and yeah it just sort of reflects back on that chapter where he's actually talking about the um sleepover that he had at chris christopher's not christine christopher's um and obviously, he's like, it's definitely about Christopher. That's the major reason. But I think he just doesn't want to address that it's actually Julian. And now I think that realisation that Julian's not there, he's like, do you know what? I can do this. Do you know what? I'm going to have so much fun. Julian's not here to, you know, take the piss out of me. I can I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And also... What? Uh... Also, when we hear that he's ditched the Grey Trip, that gets me thinking, Julian, who's like king of the year, hmm, did he really ditch it or has something else happened? Has he been banned from it and he just doesn't want to admit it? Otherwise, it will ruin his reputation. That's what I'm wondering. Um, And then later in the chapter, they arrive and it starts raining a lot. And we probably think, oh, dear he was so pumped and now it's raining it's gonna rain all day and he says my jeans got soaked though everyone got soaked it was fun though and you know he's in that he's in that positive attitude where he's like i can take on the world i can do this i'm just gonna have fun 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 nothing can stop me um yeah that's all i've got the fairgrounds is the next
0: chapter the fairgrounds okay so the next day was just as great as the first day. And then they basically talk about all the activities they did. Um and the shadows were really long on the grass. The clouds were pink and orange. It looked like somebody, it's my favorite line. It looked like somebody had taken sidewalk chalk and smudged the colors across the sky with their fingers. Um and yeah, they basically just Oh, and this is also a bit that I really liked. Out here in the fairgrounds, I understood why ancient people used to think the world's fat in the sky was a dome that closed on top of it that's what it looked like from the fairgrounds in the middle in the middle of this huge open field um and then it's basically talking about the like scenery what they did the bus drive um and then just then without any announcements all the lights at the ends of the field went out once they were like big bright stadium lights i thought the scene i thought of that scene in enclosed enclosed encounters when the alien ship lands they're playing the music da do da da dum 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 (laughs) everyone in the field started applauding and cheering like something great had just happened Um, and that's I don't know it was just quite a descriptive chapter about the scenery I guess yeah
1: I think it's also just that keeping that positive mood up you know
0: yeah yeah
1: that's I think this whole nature retreat for me up until yeah up until right now was just keeping that positive attitude from his and obviously it's from his perspective so that's what I'm getting and then be kind to nature now this is a very simple chapter um I've underlined one thing they basically, so the people who are running this, this big fairground thing, um, so they say, clean up, clean up after yourselves. Be kind to nature and it will be kind to you. Um, and it's another one of those hidden be kind moments, I think, or choose kind moments in the book. You know, if you're kind to other people, then they will be kind to you. Um, and we see this with Miranda, with Jack, with um Julian slightly later on in the book I think, not right now. Um and also Amos and Miles. Yeah, you know, I think mainly Miranda and Jack will they we see this. Um and Summer most of all Summer just, you know, shows it throughout the whole book. Uh and then we learn that they're going to watch the Sound of Music.
0: The <laughs>
1: Um and that is the end of that chapter those lines, or the hills are alive which leads on to Dude, the, woods the woods are, are alive, alive.
0: <laughs> okay so they basically have to go to the toilet <laughs> and <laughs> classic boys they go to the park past the orange cones that we were specifically told not to go past and of course august 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 followed him and <laughs> um, they didn't have their flashlights or anything and they saw miles henry and amos yeah they're julian's gang um and then they say be careful of the bears um
1: yeah.
0: but then this is quite interesting the woods i mi- think that bears could be a metaphor yeah i think it could be too but i think it's quite um it's either they know what's going to happen or it's a hint for the readers yeah or um, a bit of both. or yeah or a bit of both um so it's like bears but i don't i'm not gonna smile anything but yeah it's kind of like uh yeah it's like a danger warning kind of yeah i think um so this description the woods were loud with strange noises and chirps and croaks like a wall of noise coming out of the trees then we started hearing loud snaps not from far not far from us almost like a cat gun pops that definitely weren't insect noises and far away like in another world we could hear raindrops and roses and whiskers on kittens and then this sentence do you smell that like firecrackers he said coming over to me oh yeah that's what it is let's go and it's kind of like uh, danger summed up in half a page <laughs> basically, yeah. um, because it's just filled with danger warnings, and they're not taking any notice of it, you know? They're just no, like, let's the, go. The
1: pones, the bear, the firecrackers. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, far... for readers, like, and it says, and far away, like in another world, this bit, and far away, like in another world. That's like, well, do you know, we're kind of far from help. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I found that quite interesting. Uh,
1: and then that these two alien the last chapter they meet, yeah last chapter until yeah of this episode and they meet a bunch of i mean it's been foreboding for quite a while now they meet a bunch of sixth graders i think it is seventh yeah graders, uh, seven, seventh, seventh graders. graders um and then one that goes oh my god and then he says i figured maybe a bug had just flown into her face or something or. This for me shows so much growth in Augie. Because Augie at the beginning of the book, he's like, Oh, my face. Everyone talks about my face. And he's now gotten used to the fact that people don't comment about his face anymore. It's you know, he thinks it's just a bug. And then obviously these are new bully bully people. Um and then where is it? Um and then it's it's about a few paragraphs away until he says, and what they were talking about, screaming about, was me. Um, And I think we immediately know he hasn't got his mum and dad. This is the moment that Augie has been so nervous about, I think, overall, fearing. His mum and dad are not there to protect him because people don't like different, and they just, yeah, they're not there to protect him and stand up for him in situations like this. Um, And then later in the book, they basically start trash talking and making fun of them. And then, who shows up? Leave them alone, dude. Said Amos with Miles and Henry. And this is Julian's crew. And this, I think this is the, the saviour for, for them. And we think... Why are they there? Yeah, why so are they saving easy. them? Yeah. They've just suddenly turned up out of the blue and now they want to save him. Um, and yeah, then... Everything got crazy. Someone pulled me up by my sleeve and the old run and someone else screamed, get him!" At the same time, for a few seconds, I'd actually have two people pulling the sleeves of my sweatshirt in opposite directions. I heard them cursing until my sweatshirt ripped and the first guy yanked me by my arm and started pulling me behind him as we ran, which I did as fast as I could. Basically, it's just madness. There's a fight going on and they're all trying to protect Orgy. He doesn't say I'd get hit at any point. They're All of them are standing up for Orgy, even Amos, Mars and Henry. They're standing up for Augie because now they've realised that you don't get anything out of it. And he is just a normal 10-year-old kid. He, yeah. You know, he's, he's no different. So now they're going to stand up for who anyone, if anyone bullies him or calls him different. Um, and then we were running like crazy and it was pitch black. And whenever I started to slow down, the guy pulling me by my arm would yell, don't stop. And that <laughs> is the end of our episode thank you so much for listening
0: yes thank you for listening we hope you enjoyed all our previous episodes and if you haven't listened to all of them you should definitely go and check them out and definitely. we hope you enjoyed this episode let us know yeah. what you think in the comments or you can find us on instagram also
1: qu- any questions about the book um future suggestions any basically just anything to dm us or comment um and next week, we will be reading from page 268, which is Voices in the Dark, up to page 284, which is Ducks. And we only have two episodes left. Yeah, very exciting. And the so next y- episode will be coming out...
0: One minute, if you're wondering, uh, we are at thebook.corner underscore on Instagram. That's where you can find us. Yes.
1: And next episode will be coming out Wednesday. And then friday is our final episode i believe
0: yeah, yeah. and then, and we, then are we have a new book
1: for march march which, which will be we'll be announcing in our final episode of wonder yes featuring a quiz and a review to see whether it deserves a place in the book corner thank you so much guys and we will see you in our next episode